Welcome to the Run Strong Podcast, episode 114. Hey, Rob Jones. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We we usually do mic checks before we start these shows, and it consists of me breathing as heavily as I can down the mic. <laughs> and today, you rapped. I did. Yeah, and it worked. Uh, it did work. It did work. You're in a particularly good mood. Well, you're always in a good mood, but... Something happened yesterday. We record on a Monday, as you guys know. This goes out on a Wednesday. What happened on the previous Sunday? Yesterday, you might say. What happened yesterday? Yesterday was a fantastic day. It was the race day for our Project DXB clients. So this, well, we've talked about this many times on the podcast before, but if you do not know, it's a 12-week marathon training program. So we take people who maybe have never run a marathon before, maybe they've never run before, Mm -hmm. and they have a marathon goal at the end of the 12 weeks. And what that looks like is completely different for every single person. But it just so happened that I ran with two people who were on the project, ran the course for the entire course, and they finished within about 60 seconds of each other. Yeah, they did. I was, there was final 3K. It was like, oh, who's going to go? Who's going to go? <laughs> and uh, Hayat just outpaced Bogdan down the final kilometer. I called it. I don't want to brag, but I called it. Yeah. At when the did start. you call it? At the start. Right at the start. Yeah. yeah. What, made you, what made you think that she was going to win? I guess in a long distance race, it's not the person who runs the fastest. It's the person who slows down the least. Ah, and I calculated it based on that. I see. Well, we had, it was very good. We had a, a 4.15 goal. I had mapped up the route that we used for Project DXB last year because the marathon was actually, the Dubai marathon was canceled last year as well. Uh, the course ran a little bit long, 42.6, but we still came in at 4.13.27. So good. Just behind. So yeah, they absolutely annihilated it. Ran really, really well. There's some amazing people that joined us throughout the course. So there's, I think when we started, we must have had about 30, 35 people that were running, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, a huge group. Some of the ladies run club were doing 18K. Uh, there were some people just doing some prep for the Rack Half Marathon, which is a couple of weeks away. And there were some people running 30 kilometers as well so yeah. there's loads of people out supporting in one way or another it's fantastic to see everybody out and about i had a client pb the half marathon so did i actually ramming pb by six minutes <laughs> six minutes on a random sunday yeah on a random just sunday just shows <laughs> the you the power of, of the community right how worked up people some people would get for for a race but you can just go out run with your mates make it like ramming was conversational for the first half just chatting away with everyone, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, and then yeah. the way back, he's like, oh, if actually, if I put the hammer down a little bit, I can do a really good time here. Six minute PB. Excellent. A lot of hokers there as well. Saw a lot of hokers shoes, which is there good. Was. There was. People are converting. Slowly. We have, um, I won't, <laughs> won't name them, but I ha- we have a hoker Australia athlete coming on the show soon. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you give away names and then, if they don't come on, then people are like, where's so-and-so? So I'll just say that. And uh, and hopefully in a few weeks, they come on and, and chat to us. Our big guest is is still pending, mate. Unfortunately, we've had a bit currently, of a setback. Currently ghosting me as well. <laughs> to put it bluntly. All happy, all, 
all confirmed. Very, very nice. Lovely person. And then as soon as it comes down to nailing a date, will not reply to any of my messages. <laughs> Unbelievable. Maybe stop messaging him on Tinder. Well, yeah, maybe. I believe it's the <laughs> Americans. The Americans are so keen at the start and then so flaky at the end. So strange. Maybe you looked it up. <laughs> I had a chat today with Super Sapiens, yes. which we we had the founder on, on the show mm. ooh, last year, towards the end of last year. Kind of frantically search for him now. Um, and they gave me some very interesting information. Do you want to remind everyone who Super Sapiens are? Super Sapiens is, you see those little white dots on the back of athletes' arms. Mm-hmm. Um, that is testing your blood sugar. And what that is doing is sending it in real time to an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. And then the app can basically plot different graphs and things for you. So you can see while you're exercising in real time, what's happening with, uh, with your blood sugar. Yeah, you actually posted on your story, I think it was, I want to say it was on Thursday, wasn't it, after you did a long tempo run, you'd fueled, remind me if you're feeling, didn't you have a, a 30 gram gel at the start and one midway through your tempo rep? This is where I was going with this, mate, you've, uh, you've sorry. picked up on this perfectly. Um, so yes, I had an, uh, an 30 gram serving of energy powder, so 30 gram of carbs through an energy powder, and then a 30 gram gel and if you saw that story, you would have seen my blood sugar was was within Sweet. performance range, what they call, and there was no spikes or drops. None whatsoever. Now, uh, today I had a chat with the Super Sapiens guys, a, a guy called uh, David, who is one of their sports scientists. And he was looking at some of my data. And here's what's interesting is if I eat food, it doesn't seem to matter what it is, about 30 minutes before I exercise, I get a very big dip as I start exercising, mm-hmm. um, not so you eat. And then as you start exercising, the, the blood sugar spikes. So it's doing its job, the food, but then I get a big dip. And then when I start eating again, while exercising, it, it comes back up and then it, it seems to be all good from there. And I said to him, how can I stop that? And he said, well, look at the times that it's not happened and replicate it. And one of the times that it doesn't happen to me, and I've tried it a few times is when I take precision fuel carbohydrate powder so i don't know whether this is a good plug for them or not i think it is so if i take that and i drink it basically 20 to 30 minutes prior to starting exercise it elevates my blood sugar but i don't get a drop when i start exercising oh. if i eat let's say i don't know small bowl of oats or uh, a bagel uh something like that even something like a banana so food um then i get this this little drop so he says, you, what you need to do is either eat the food a lot closer, so 10 minutes before you're starting, or let's say you're cycling, eat it as you're riding your warm-up, and then you won't get the drop, or eat it three, four hours prior to starting. Interesting. Were they able to if like, give you any more insight as to, insight as to why it would drop? Or why um, certain things would make it drop? Yeah, he didn't actually go into that much detail with me. It is interesting, but it's something to do with um, like the way you're, you're obviously digesting it and then it, it shunts it, basically delivers it straight to the muscle. So insulin kicks in, drops it back down. So it's either getting stored or delivered into the muscle. And then it kind of doesn't, I don't know why, but it doesn't stop 
until it's right until you've tanked basically so you've gone hypoglycemic mm-hmm. then your body says we need more sugars again and then it either gets released through the liver or through the muscle or you eat you know about 30 minutes into starting to to exercise really but interesting energy powder from precision fuel anyway doesn't do that to me can you feel the difference um not particularly the reason i take it before i run is because i don't want to be digesting while i'm running so i take the energy powder but also you gotta remember energy powder is with water Mm -hmm. so you're almost diluting it up a little bit so maybe that gives it a slower uh like an ease obviously there's not much digestion going on there when it's going with water then it's more diluted so that gives you more of a drip fed effect possibly yeah Um, whereas when you're eating food you're not obviously eating it with water unless you're one of those weird people that takes a mouth of food and then takes a mouthful of water and chews them together those people freak me out but you're not doing that so maybe it's a case of it's very it's a more concentrated hit if you like rather than a diluted effect really interesting hmm and i'm sorry to say super sapiens is still not available here in the uae but they <laughs> tell me it's coming it's so coming. i thought i would share that as a plug for precision hydration that their energy powder is great. Would you, now here's a good question. So would you recommend, you're quite attuned to what you do and you're quite regimented in how you fuel, how you log things, how you track your data because you are keen to learn. Would you recommend it to somebody, let's go at the the less, I'd go not so much, how's, what's the right word to it? Not so concerned with performance, but maybe just curious. Yeah, I would because the, like even now, so today, because I had this consult with him this morning, he said, is there anything else that you're noticing? And I said, yes, when I eat uh, a meal, my blood sugar spikes quite a lot. And then I feel the effects afterwards if I feel a little bit sleepy and things. Mm. So he said, okay, here's what I want to do. Eat your protein and your like salad or um, like fiber rich vegetables first, and then eat your carb portion afterwards. So today, literally just now, two hours ago, I did that. I ate my protein and, and salad first. And then I straight away just ate my carbohydrates. I have no energy dip. Like it's, it's 3, 3.10 here now. I've been up since 4.30 and I'm like still firing, guns blazing. Whereas normally at this point, I'm like, my eyes are drooping, you know. But just that little change has, I don't feel the energy dip at all interesting so and now i can look i won't look now but i can look back retrospectively at my super sapiens and i'll see what the line's done whether it's that's very easy to do now let me look whether it's spiked or not yeah so it has real real time data here we go real time data you can see that you can read that i can read that there is no discernible peaks or troughs at all right but yeah it's just flatlined almost and i'll show you now the line so you can explain what this line is um this is from this morning so after i ate breakfast whoa it looks like the peak of everest if you like it's just a huge jump up huge yeah it's almost off the screen so that's that's oats and a, and a protein and some peanut butter and fruit so that's a, a full complex um meal there for breakfast that you've seen that spike and then at lunch I've eaten um, chicken, salad, and 350 grams of sweet potato, so a substantial amount of carbs and no spike. 
That's insane. Yeah. There we go. So with this new data weapon, I'll take over the world because I'm not going to get sleepy. <laughs> You're going to be chronically sleep deprived, but so happy. <laughs> now, hopefully it means my sleep at night's even better. Yeah. And anyone who yeah. knows blood sugar data, that means that my, so after lunch, my blood sugar didn't go above 130. And for a context, you're looking to gain above 140 for like performance fueling. Mm-hmm. So we're winning. Big winning. Big winning. There's Good. my long plug, mainly for precision hydration, but also, I guess, super sapiens. It's also, it's also just very interesting. I wonder how many people yeah. now are going to be going to dinner tonight. I wonder if I just uh, have my protein first and then leave the chips till the end. I'm going to feel incredible. Yeah. It also stops you overeating. Like I had to force down the last few spoonfuls of sweet potato today because I was already full from the protein and the salad. So if you're looking to lose weight, it's a better way of doing it. And if you're looking for performance and you finish, like for me, I've finished my training today. I don't need to get into the, my performance zone. If you like of blood sugar hitting above 140. So it's a good way of me keeping my blood sugar level. Another way he said is go for a 10, 15 minute walk after you've eaten. Mm. Which reminds me of a great tip from a nutritionist who's called Mike Dolce. He's one of the old school guys. And he used to say at the end of a meal, unless you can get up and do a hundred meter sprint without throwing up, then you've overeaten. I like that. Actually, I, something that we we always do we always have dinner and then we go for a walk because that's if you like it's our evening routine is dinner walk and then we come in and we do like the bed and bath routine but the days that we miss the walk after dinner i always feel more lethargic there you go so that that is a great way of keeping your blood sugar level go for a walk to go for a walk i'm gonna try that tonight i'm gonna have the protein first and i'm gonna have the carbs at the end and see what happens see if i can finally feel full yeah let's see good mate what are we talking about today we're going to question you on the run strong program because we've identified that people aren't doing enough strength work correct correct and or don't know what to do that's the other option so first of all tell me in under 30 seconds what the run strong program is wow the run strong program was developed in 2019 by myself. Um, and I did it basically experimenting on Marcus when he was doing his marathons in 2018. Or was that 2019? I think it was 2019. It was, wasn't it? Um, and then we put it all together and created a six month strength program for runners. And the important part to the strength program is it fits in alongside your run training. So you don't finish sessions feeling sore or really cooked or all the bad things you can get from starting a new strength program when you're not quite ready for it. So month one, month two, they kind of ease you in. Month three and month four, we start to really work on the technical focus of some of the movements. And then month five and six are what I call the money months. These are the months that make the biggest difference in terms of your strength, power, coordination. There's a big one as well. Um, And all the months leading up to that are very important to do because they'll guide you in the correct way and not put you off each each session you should be excited to do um, when to get ready to attack the last two months. Okay. 
questions. So first of all, what, in terms of exercises, what sort, what can people expect or what, what sort of exercises should runners be doing? Cause you know, we, if you like, we're affiliated to a CrossFit gym. So the, lots of people assume that we all jump into CrossFit classes outside or we we're an advocate of the CrossFit methodology of training. What, what do these exercises look like and how should they fit in? What's well, the best? The beauty of this program, when, when we wrote it, it wasn't COVID times, mm. um, but it is suited very, very well for COVID times because you don't exactly. need a gym, especially for it and minimal equipment, to be honest. You can get away with um, a few bands, uh, a kettlebell if you feel like you want one, um, and a box, or you can just use a step outside, and, that, and that's pretty much all you need. Maybe a mat on the floor if you don't want to uh, get any floor burns or that sort of thing. And then a lot of it is, because it is built for runners, so it's strength directly for runners. Um, in month one, we work through uh, a stability phase, we work through a posture phase, which a lot of programs don't touch on, and then a flexibility stage. So if you want to develop strength and power, you have to first be stable in order to harness it, if you like. Um, so I really focused on stability within the first three months of the program, but, but month one in particular, it gets the session all to itself. And we're just doing things like using your balance, like using your body's um, asymmetry and balancing in order to get you to understand how to create stability in yourself. So we do things like static A walks, we do A marches, glute bridge raises, uh, split squats, we do single leg work, and they're all designed in the, in the reps and sets, a design that isn't taking you to failure or taking you too far, that you're going to lose form or lose balance, if you like. It's all very achievable. And, it, and they all come with demo videos and, and what I want, like a very key, like you have a focus for each exercise, you have rest, you have what weight I think you should use, reps and sets and things like that. But the whole focus is you to learn to understand how to stabilize your body because when we're running, you're trying to stabilize every hopefully, you know, half a second on each foot while also trying to not trip over, figure out where you're going. <laughs> keep your heart rate at a decent level, um, all these other things going on. So we want stability to become almost a, a passive thought, if you like. What's the, um, what's the biggest mistake that you saw in everyday runners that you were trying to help combat with some of the strength work? They were doing strength work that wasn't specific to running. Okay. Can you give so, an example? Like a great example would be like a back squat. So a back squat sits in a lot of strength programs and it's a very good strength exercise. But is it the first thing I would look to give to a runner? No, because you're using both legs. You're under quite a high weight to get anything good out of it. You need pretty decent flexibility in your hamstrings and your quads, in your calves, in your lower leg. And what do we know a lot of runners lack? All <laughs> in of their, those Yeah, all <laughs> of those things. So they pick up a strength program and they're like, okay, back squat. Uh, we'll figure out your whatever, 3RM. And, uh, and away we go. And, and all you get is dysfunctional runners getting even more dysfunctional and very sore at the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you've split the program split. There's like, so like you say, month one is your month one and two is the beginner month and three and four, you go into more technical. How, how do you progress from, like you say, lots of stability stuff at the start and then the, the five and six, the money months when you're, can people jump straight into five and six? Cause people like shortcuts, don't they mm. do, you need to do six months of 
three, four, five times a week strength training for an hour a week? What does it look like? Yeah, you you don't, but I would recommend that you do. Um, but let's say someone's pretty experienced with with the gym, like yourself, or like when I taught this to Marcus, um, you guys are going to find months one and two, maybe not boring if you're committed to the process, but you're going to find it very achievable. Although I'd argue that you can never be perfect in an exercise. So you can always strive to be better. But like month one, you're working on a single session of stability, a single session of posture, and a single session of flexibility. In month two, so that's three days a week mm-hmm. and no more than probably 30 to 45 minutes yeah in month two we work again on stability we work posture but in between those two days so stability is day one um, posture is day three and in between on day two i've introduced power if you don't know what you're doing with power exercises or what you're looking for then you're basically, every time you're trying to do a power exercise, you're probably doing it wrong. So in month two, I've already introduced something that's absolutely key and like fundamentally important to running. And so you probably have to go through month two to really figure out how power looks and what I want it to look like for the rest of the months up till month six. Yeah. And like power, traditionally, people probably think of like box jumps or squat jumps something that you're creating a lot of force very quickly. But if you're not doing that correctly or understand what you're doing, then again, you're probably going to create more dysfunction than, than function. Mm-hmm. So like in month two, the power stuff, you're doing like ankling. So creating power through your ankles and feet. You're doing like lateral hip extension. So obviously running is a lateral movement. There's a bit of uh, vertical velocity in there, but it's mainly lateral velocity that we want. And so we're doing banded lateral hip extensions. So teaching you to control the power that you, you already will have, but now you're learning to control it. We're doing like low power step-ups. Again, that's incorporating stability. It's incorporating posture, but in a much quicker movement that you need to drive upwards and then control at the top. So we're doing a lot of things that we're kind of bridging the gap between stability, posture, and then making you faster. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Is there, so there's lots of lower leg stuff. What about the upper half of the body? You know, like, so we say there's a huge emphasis to improve running on the core. Is there lots of core midline work? Is there any upper body, shoulders, stuff like that? Traditionally, no. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people would, would say to me is like, oh, can I do extra upper body? And I'm always like, yeah, sure. Like if you're running, because you enjoy running and actually you want to look good still and whatever, like all good, go hit the bench press. I don't mind at all. Um, but a lot of runners don't need to do much upper body because it's kind of irrelevant, right? Like if you look at the world's best runners, they've got very skinny arms because the less weight you can have the better. So we do upper body in terms of like postural exercises. So a lot of back mid back upper back stuff, because that's what helps keep your posture strong when you're running. But ultimately your posture is, is based off your core, right? Like, you can have the best shoulders in the world. If you've got a crap core, you're going to have bad posture. So it isn't a lot of upper body, no. Perfect. And similar exercises is the, so I signed up to, I tested a program recently. It was a a leg program for lower leg health and strength and whatever. Um, Paid for it. Fantastic. Got the program and it was for 12 weeks the same set of exercises 
twice a week for the 12 weeks. That was it. It was a very small PDF. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's one of the world's most popular programs at the moment. It is one of the world's most popular programs. Because he went on Joe Rogan. Because he went on Joe Rogan. Figure it Did out. Did it work? Um, well, I wasn't injured before and I certainly wasn't injured afterwards. So I can't really tell you. Some of the movements I really, really liked and some of them I find... I wouldn't say useless, but I didn't see the value in them. Um, I thought there was other exercises that we could have done that were more specific to running. Mm. Um, but yeah, do, what does the program look like? Do people Are people going to pay for or sign up to month one and it's going to be the same thing week on week on week for, for a month? Or how does it progress? Yeah, it, it's not the same. There's going to be a few key exercises that come up again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that it's not the same uh, exercise repeated week on week it's helpful because you're going to do at least three sessions in your week. So like I say, stability, strength, uh, or sorry, I haven't gotten strength yet, but stability, power, posture, and flexibility. That's four sessions in month two that you go through for four weeks. Mm. So you've got a lot of variability in there with that. Um, I also progress the, the reps and sets, or maybe I do something with the rest so yeah. that you've got a little bit of variability there. And you're not, you're never going to repeat a session more than twice in a month. So maybe you'll have week one and week three might look the same, but in week three, you're in a better position to maybe go a little bit heavier on your weight or jump a little bit higher or do the movement with more control and faster. So mm-hmm. you're definitely not going to repeat the same thing for, for 12, le- 12 weeks like yeah. your mate. You're seeing, <laughs> you're seeing the compounding benefits of the first few weeks all rack up and then yeah, as you come to repeat, you go, oh, I remember last time I did this, I had to do it body weight. Oh, look, now I can use a kettlebell or I can go a little bit deeper. It feels like, you know, I can elevate my body a little bit higher. Or I can squeeze a little bit harder. Or I can feel, you know, I can contract more, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. What would you recommend? So how do you fit it in to an established running program is there any way that you 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 know you couldn't put certain days with certain sessions or how would you split that up the each one is designed so that you shouldn't be getting too sore from it mm-hmm. um and that's in my eyes a good thing for runners like we we want to be getting tired and a little bit fatigued from our run training and the strength training unless you're particularly injured in an area or really need to develop an area like we shouldn't be getting very sore or fatigued from it um, so I would say you can pretty much do the sessions certainly on your days in between your runs it should be fine to do. And then another thing that I suggest people to do is like, if you've got an easy run, let's say, then it's a good idea to, you, you can do like the stability or the posture session before it, because actually you're going to switch on a lot of muscles that you're going to use on your run mm-hmm. and you're not going to have any fatigue going in there. You can also do something like the stability work. Um, before a harder run because again you're switching on the muscles that you want to be using and as long as you're not have too much of a metabolic cost which you wouldn't from the from this program then you could then go straight into a run and and complete so you could double that up no problem the the flexibility work i would recommend doing after your sessions and also at the end of your your week if you like so before a rest day and on a rest day and although the flexibility sessions are in the program only once per week it does say in there that you can do them every day if you want to do yeah you know also actually what i uh, often do is i'll jump in to one of the pdfs i'll pick out a session so actually this is what i did today 
Um, I went into, I think it was month five to one of the flexibility sessions and I picked out four or five exercises. I think I picked up pigeon, uh, saddle, uh, a doctor stretch, um, a sumo squat with a, a twist. And I did, what did I do? I rolled, rolled my feet. Mm. I just picked a few things out and then I feel brilliant afterwards. And I know I'll do a few of the other bits again before I go to bed because my body's cooked from yesterday's session. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I would say is not to do a power session um, prior to like a long run or prior to a really important run because power sessions do tax not only your muscles, but your nervous system as well. So let's say you get into month four, like month four, week one, session two, I know contains eccentric loaded jumps, which are the first time they've come up here. And that's where you're loading your body. So you, you go into a squat, the bottom of a squat with load. So with two kettlebells, either side of you, let's say, or you could do it with, um, with a med ball or anything you can drop at the bottom. And then you power up as fast as you can without the weight. Mm. And so that creates a lot of fatigue into the muscle possibly even a little bit of soreness if you've never done anything like that before. So the only thing I would say is the power sessions need a lot of respect and you also have to respect the, the rest time that's given on those as well. Probably the same, you know, if you look at some of the strength sessions that you have, um, there's lots of five by five strength. And if you've tried to pair that up with a run session, you might feel the, the effects. So it might be good to yeah. split those as well, right? Yeah, something like a, an offset split squat could have a little bit of that um again it, it depends sort of what your your weight training age is mm -hmm. if you've never done that and then you pick up a 20 kilo kettlebell and do it you're gonna get sore um but the plan tells you that we that we don't want to be doing that so aim for something around 80 to 85 percent of your max which shows that you can get strength benefits at that and you're you don't need to go like 90 95 up to your rm strength for it you can get strength benefits from lifting at 80 to 85 percent and then to the decent rest in between as well um and there's like there's five sets there but if you feel after two like oh, i've done enough you're still going to get a strength benefit you don't only get the strength benefit if you hit five sets it's just that we do that because sessions you know are normally like i don't know you have to fill in let's say a 30 minute block or a 45 minute block so five by five works for that um, but there's no actual, like you can get strength benefits if you did one set, mm -hmm. you know, it's just most people do five because that's how they feel like they've got a good benefit from it. If you want size, muscle size, then it's shown that you, the more you do, the bigger you'll get in terms of sets. But if you want strength, you could do one set. You'd still get strength benefit from it. Perfect. I'm sold. What do I need to do? Wow. Big plug. <laughs> Big plug. Um, but to be fair, any, anyone that's listening to this as one of our athletes has the, the added benefit that they can get this program for free. Yes. And most go through it. They do. Um, when they come on and most go through four and five, month four and five again, if they're proficient. And some people go through the whole thing again. They get a year's worth. Definitely. Um, if you want it, then you can go to innerfight.com forward slash run strong. And then there's all the, the price and package options on there. And it's just literally a PDF that gets to your, you can have it on your phone, you can have it on your computer. 
it's up to you. We don't have a fancy app, unfortunately, but we get a, you get a PDF download. Uh, I recommend having it on your phone or something that's connected to the internet because each exercise is linked to uh, a YouTube video of a much younger looking me performing the exercise. <laughs> Don't laugh too long, mate. I don't look that old now. I wonder sometimes and then I watch them and I'm like, no, actually I've done that fine. So. I, st I still mm. look fairly similar to what I looked like then. Yeah, you do actually. <laughs> I, I just look more weathered. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, yeah, we used to have guys, we used to actually run a class like this or run a run, run a run strong class in the gym, didn't we? Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, people come up and they just, like say, they bring their phone, they'd open up the whatever session they were going to do, and then we'd just coach them through bits and pieces. But the benefit they felt from those sessions, I think for some of these sessions, because like, you know, it's not your typical bro sesh, if you like, it's, it's really, really functional. But as you progress through, you do have that strength, you do have that power. Um, and so if, you're, if your goal is performance-based or you want to become a better runner, which for, for the majority of people they do, then you should certainly add this into your program. Yeah. If you want to get massive, then this isn't the program for you. Mm. Or if you want to try and squat 100 kilos, not the program for you. But if you want a strength program that complements your running, then it's the program for you. Agreed. And the proof was in the pudding because when you designed it, Marcus was getting ready to run his 30 marathons in 30 days. And I believe he got through injury-free, didn't he? Yeah, just some just some chafing, I think. Just chafing. There was no issues at all. And he was really, really strong. I actually got faster throughout the 30 days. <laughs> he did. He did. I'll never forget doing Instagram Live, running down the canal. And he said, I'm on 345s. And I went, you want to run at 345s? <laughs> So I took off and then he went, no, 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 we're on for three hours, 45. I was like, okay, okay, good. Slow it back down, please. So yeah, his, his final marathon of those 30 days was, was three hours, 45, wasn't it? Yeah, so good. So good. Imagine you run 30 marathons back to back and the last one you go under four. I remember actually, I remember we were running along the canal and loads of people come out to run with them. And so they just, I don't know why, but everyone assumed that it'd go really, really slow. So loads everyone of people would dropped. come to run with him and get dropped almost instantly and be lost in the canal with no idea where to go. If you watch the old video of him finishing, it's funny because he crosses the line and then I'm behind him with Instagram live on and then slowly runners just start to come through, <laughs> but in like minute gaps. Yeah. It's so good. Incredible oh, achievement. Good, mate. What's coming up for you? What's coming up? What are we talking about? Race-wise, life-wise, just generally this week. <laughs> I mean, you you lived a pretty you you lived through a good high yesterday. How are we gonna keep keep that high on top? Well, next the next big thing for if you like our community, we've got actually no, I've just thought of loads of stuff. What am I talking about? We have ultra camps coming up. The next one is in the yes. mountains. That's a two-day ultra camp. Then after that, we have a rat calf marathon. That is going to be insane. There's going to be so many people at that race. Yeah. Uh, I will not be running, but I'm going to be throwing food at people. That's my plan. Can't run wait. the course and throw food at people and cheer them on and lose my voice. Uh, after that, we've got another ultra camp. That's going to be the three-day one, the big one. 
and we're sending some people uh, to all sorts of different races. Actually, we've got some guys doing a 300 miler in the States. We've got some guys going off to Croatia to do anywhere from 128K up to 100 milers. We've got guys doing MDS. So the, the, in terms of ultra, we've got a huge season of ultra races. And yep, down the shorter end, we've got lots of people doing 50Ks, um, sand races, the Amar Moon races upcoming. Mm. There's loads, jam-packed. Jam Tons packed. happening. Tons happening. Tons happening. Brilliant. Guys, if you need some fuel or you need some hydration, you can go to precisionhydrationandfuel.com or just precisionhydration.com. And if you see your first order, you can enter code RUNSTRONG22 to get 15% off your order. Pretty good. Highly recommend it. Uh, if you're in Dubai, you can go to Runners in Dubai Mall to check out their stock of Hoka. The new stock is on the way. You can put them on, run on the treadmill, figure out what's best for you. We are a huge fan of the Carbon X and also the Mac 4s. If you're heading over there, then I would definitely recommend trying those out. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do. We are endurance at innerflight.com. You can find Rob Jones on Instagram, Rob Jones Endurance. And you can find me, Tom Walker Fitness. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Rob Jones, get some sleep. Well do. Eat your protein first. Key message of today. <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk. Protein first. And protein again, first. if you want the Run Strong program, you can go to innerflight.com forward slash run strong and have all options there i just realized did you plug that <laughs> you didn't say people did. how to get it did you i did, did you? i did, I did. Right. bloopers the whole show's <laughs> a blooper to be fair <laughs> see you next week guys thanks for listening see you later. thank you